I bet you think you're a good person. But what does it mean to be good? Is your definition of good the same definition as mine? Is good measured by the acts we do, or is it by how nice we are? We could go down a rabbit hole on this, but let's just start with this funky word we've heard since grade school when looking to get a gold star, altruism. You're listening to POV, a podcast that defines the human experience. But here, at Cal State Long Beach, I am your host, Rachel Libanon. And I'm your other host, Morgan Barella. So we went down this rabbit hole with Dr. Nicholas Laskowski, a philosophy professor at the beach. He didn't just answer what altruism is, but all the different avenues that involve altruism. What is it to act altruistically? Um, there, I think we can say a few things. So one thing I think we can say, acting altruistically is just benefiting someone or promoting someone else's good. So when we act altruistically, when we perform some action and um, that action benefits someone else. Um, and that's a, that's a way of thinking about altruism where it's gonna, you know, you can then, it's, it's, it's a really wide way of thinking about it. So then we get to say that, you know, non-human animals can act altruistically. Now, don't get confused here. It's simpler than you think. The definition of altruism is the belief in or practice of disinterested and selfless concern for the well-being of others. Essentially, there are two kinds, the biological and the social. Experts often argue about which one is more prevalent in our society. Laskowski has something to say in defining what he calls pure altruism. So I think pure altruism would be acting solely from a des uh, altruistic motivation or solely from a desire to promote other people's interest or other people's own good, right? That's sort of pure altruism. Laskowski has an example that's somewhat relevant today. Let us take you over to Ukraine. Imagine that there's two sort of, you know, um, we can imagine um, Zelensky and Petrov in the trenches of Ukraine right now fighting the, fighting the Russians, right? And imagine a grenade is lofted over into the trench and behind Zelensky, unbeknownst to, to him, you have to put on your sort of philosopher's hat here because the Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, would not be fighting in the front lines, but bear with me, right? So we've got Zelensky there, the grenade landed behind them, and Petrov notices it and says to himself, oh my God, this is going to kill my friend Zelensky, and I don't want that to happen, and they know full well if they jump on it, they're going to save their friend, but also die, the, die by covering it, and they do, do so. Now you can imagine that kind of case, and it looks very altruistic to me, especially when you think, well, this person knows you're not going to be around to benefit from jumping on the grenade. Um, I think cases like that very clearly show that we can and often do act altruistically or without, or non-egoistically, so without a motivation for oneself, for the promotion of one's own self-interest. Laskowski said that's very common to him, but then there's also the egoistic types. You know, the ones where you feed the homeless for your resume. We, we often act to promote the goodness of our, our neighbors, but also ourselves. And you're gonna, so I think you find impure altruism all over the place. An interesting question is whether you find 
uh, pure altruism anywhere? And that's, I think the answer is yes, um, going back to the sort of grenade case that we talked about earlier. We had asked him specifically if someone can find more altruistic tendencies from people in one city or state than another. A student on campus, Skyna, grew up in Connecticut, and he noticed a difference when he moved to Long Beach. So my town was like right by the capital of Connecticut, which has a lot more um, like struggling uh, communities, funny enough, um, even though it's the capital. And there was like some court case that um, like years ago that um, kind of proved that like towns like mine were like benefiting kids a lot more because they're just you know wealthier and had more resources to provide for their kids. And the decision they made was to bus like inner city kids from the capital into my school, like if they wanted to get like better opportunities. But you know those kids are still living in the same conditions, so it doesn't like actually really solve the root issue. So like from like things like that, I was like, wow, yeah, like people like live in very different worlds and conditions and they move out here and you know there's like a huge range of people and I'm like wow like there's all these different people and like ideas I'm surrounded by. Government officials make laws. We see it happen all the time and they may pose themselves as trying to help solve something for good but it doesn't ever really go the way the officials promise. On the other hand, People like Sky possess this pure altruism. Sky got involved with youth political advocacy group Anakbayan, which works to promote education and action towards tackling issues in the Philippines. I had gotten more interested in political activism, and I was also kind of like going through this thing like with my own cultural background because I'm. I'm Korean American. I learned about like all these different issues that like I had no idea that the Korean community was facing both like in Korea and here. So I wanted to become a part of that, but like it wasn't very accessible in Long Beach just because the demographic isn't as large as say like Koreatown and Koreatown's pretty far. But then I heard about this pretty political group, uh, which is a group that focuses on achieving democracy in the Philippines. I really kind of connected it to how they're very similar to like what was happening in Korea like in the past during. On the surface, it seems like Skyna is making an effort that somehow is connected to his own motives. But then we look at the people he's helping. That's really interesting that you're Korean-American, but you wanted to join an advocacy group that is mainly supporting the Philippines. He's not doing this for a thing on his resume. He's not doing it to help his culture or his friends. He's doing it because he knows he's doing the right thing. But it's a part of something he doesn't see in our society. The larger society rewards people based on how selfish they are. It, it's also going to be reflected in our education system. Um, majors that don't really reflect as much of a commercial gain, such as you know, my own major, studio art, like, I didn't take it up because I was like, oh, yeah, that's going to make the most amount of money for me, and I'm definitely going to be the most, <laughs> like, like well-off person once I graduate. So 
What do you have to do with it? You're a student, you might be faculty, but you're still a person. In this selfish world of college life, where does the thing of altruism fit? I think a better question, at least in my opinion, would be like, like can a person like adapt to like whatever change comes up? So like if, you know, a person's environment changed to something in which they're encouraged more, you know, to provide for others, like would they be able to adapt to that? We happen to be in Long Beach. We go to or are related to CSULB. What's next? I guess you'll have to interpret that for yourself. This is a production of Dig Magazine. I am one of your hosts, Rachel Livenall. Your other host is Morgan Barella. Next week, Morgan will be hosting a special episode on what it means to be white passing. POV is released every Tuesday at 9 a.m. It is available wherever you get your podcasts.